It's good to have you all here today. This is like the well. When you're thirsty, you go to the well where there's water, right? You go to a place where there's water. And you keep going to the well to quench your thirst. Brother Luis just went with Brother Tim Archer and another gentleman taking funds down to Guatemala to put in a well that is in a place called Las Pacayas. You've heard me talk about it. And it's a place where there is no water other than what is provided for by a water company. And they come and they deliver water there every, every couple of days. And a big tanker truck. And everybody comes to the center of town. And, and these big 55-gallon drums are filled with water. And so everybody comes to the place where there's water. But in that place, some people come from hours away, sometimes a half a day's walk, and they're carrying their jugs, and, and the jugs remain empty because by the time they get there, the water is depleted. And so we're sending funds down there to help that situation. And in the same token, we are spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, telling people that he, <laughs> he is the, the well. Amen. He is the source. And he is the source of life-giving water. You may remember Jesus at Jacob's well with the Samaritan woman. Now, we know that Jews and Samaritans did not get along well. And so Jews would avoid Samaria. They would avoid that place, even though it cost them lots of effort to go around it. But Jesus went there. He went to this well, and he asked this lady for a drink, and, and she says, why is it you, a Jew, are asking me for a drink? And Jesus said, do you remember what he said? If you knew who it was that was asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you what? Living water. Living water. And she said to him, well, I want some of this living water. I'm so tired of coming here every day, having to fill these buckets with this well and crank that thing up and carry them all the way home. She said, I don't want to do that anymore. Give me some of this living water that will never run dry. That's, that's what I want. And of course, she's thinking carnally, right, physically, I want that kind of water. I'm, I'm tired of living this way. And, but Jesus is the source of living water. Amen. Amen. The word says, my soul thirsts for you in this dry and weary land. Many of you have had your yards. The grass has turned brown and the ground is like cement. I bent the little spade shovel, you know, those little flower shovels, bent the end of it right over, <laughs> trying to dig in that ground. 
That's how hard it was. And that's the way our souls become without the living water. Our souls become parched and they become dry and they become untillable almost and hard and immovable. And that's how this world is becoming. This was a rough week in the news, was it not? One thing after another. One attack after another. Terrorism. Violence. Evil. And it seems as though whatever the Holy Spirit was holding back is beginning to step back, doesn't it? The Holy Spirit was holding the evil back and it's as if the Spirit is stepping back and saying, okay, if this is the way you want it, okay. In Romans it says, God gave them over to their lustful, evil desires. God gave them over. Constantly he was trying to hold them in. How many of us parents try the best that we can to to rein our children in and, and to keep them walking the straight and narrow, but there comes a time when we can't do that anymore. They're going to make those decisions and they're going to pay the consequences for those decisions just like we did. Hopefully they learn from our mistakes God gave them over to their sin, it says in Romans. And this world is in hurting need of Jesus. Maybe you've tried other things in your lives. You've tried other things to please yourself, to make you happy. Maybe you thought that love was going to make you happy and fulfill you. Maybe you thought that Education would be the thing that would put you on the road to fulfillment. You can get a a great job, great paying job, and get that big old house that you wanted to follow the American dream, you know. Two cars and 3.3 children. It's average. And maybe you thought those things would, would satisfy you and fulfill you. Maybe you thought that money was going to fulfill you. Maybe you thought that this or that was going to fulfill you. And you find out after some time, you know, those things to begin with, they they might feel like they're fulfilling you, but it's like putting a Band-Aid on an open wound, a bad one. A little Band-Aid's not going to do much of anything, is it? But when we find, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, there's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it leads to destruction. You see, we can try all the different ways that we want to try and different things to fulfill ourselves and things seem to be going great. Man, I wanted that new car. I finally got that new car and that car feels great to me. I love the way it feels, looks and smells and how fast it goes and Maybe the mileage that it gets. But after a while, that car, that new car, loses that new car smell. (laughs) And it doesn't satisfy you as much anymore. And all these things that we try, 
to satisfy ourselves. Maybe, maybe yours is drugs. Maybe you thought that drugs was going to fulfill you and take away the pain, or maybe that was going to be the thing that was going to give you that high, that, that thing that nothing else could give you. And it did that for a while, but pretty soon you're like, eh, what's the big thing? What else you got? And then you try something else. And pretty soon you're on that slippery, slippery slope, right? The source. Friends, we need to come to the well. The well is the source of that living water. What is that living water? What does that even mean? What is living water? Well, it's a spiritual thing. Living water is representative of the Holy Spirit. That living water that never runs dry, it's like our souls well up with joy. Our souls are fulfilled in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and what he did on the cross, where we don't need the other stuff anymore. Our souls are filled up with the living water. The Bible says, my cup runs over. Fill me, maybe you've heard the song, fill my cup, Lord, fill it up, Lord. Or maybe the song, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well, within my soul. Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well. And give to me that life abundantly. Woo! Hallelujah! Spring up a well within my soul. The, the well that doesn't run dry, that living water that sustains you. The living water that permeates your soul. We had a bit of rain yesterday. And on this dry ground that we see, the ground, sometimes the ground gets so parched, so parched that the soil won't drink in the ground. Our souls get the same way. Sometimes we get so far away from God's intention for us, so far away from him that our souls will barely, barely respond to the move of God in our lives. But that soil, after a while of that water beginning to rain on it, will eventually loosen up and take in the water. Maybe you've had plants and potted, potted pots or something like that that you bought from the store. And maybe one or two days you, you forgot to water them or Or maybe you went away or something, you come back and your flowers are kind of wilted and the ground, that dirt that's in there is all crumbly and dry and you pour water on there and it just runs right over the top of it, right down and out the bottom because it's not soaking in the water. It's dried out. It's dried out. That's the way the world is right now. The soul of this world is dried out. It is in need of water. 
Our souls need the water from the well. He is the source of all life. You know something? Where the river runs, things grow. Where there is water, things grow. And you may have seen uh, documentaries about the Serengeti. And we've talked about this a number of times. And it's a big expanse of land, just flat grasslands. And for a number of months out of the year, all of the water dries up and the sun scorches this place and it doesn't rain there for a long time. But then the clouds begin to form. And the mud that was there, yes, brother, is, is, is cracked. You can picture that in your mind. It's all cracked. It looks like a puzzle. It's that dry. <clears throat> but after a while... The storms begin to come and the clouds begin to gather over this area. And first, it starts to rain a little bit. And if you can picture this in your mind, just those drops begin to fall a little bit here and there. And pretty soon, it comes a little stronger. And pretty soon, a little stronger and stronger. And it keeps building and it don't stop for days. And pretty soon, after a while, there is a a little stream of water that begins to run. Can you picture this? Now, don't, don't quote me on all these facts. I don't have all the facts in front of me right now. But you get the idea, right? And so pretty soon this little stream of water begins to run. And, and everything is dead in this area. And pretty soon these little plants begin to pop up. And pretty soon this little, little tiny stream is wide It's wide and it's deep. And the animals come to where the river is. And all of the plant life that has died over the last few months begins to come to life. Beautiful flowers, shrubbery, vegetation. And all the animals come back to that area because they know what? They know that's where the water flows. And then it'll begin to dry up again after a number of months. Our souls, friends, need to keep returning to the well. We need the water that will never run dry. We need the water that is going to quench our souls. It's going to fill us up. And you know what? That water is going to cause us to grow. And you know what? As we grow, we're going to begin to affect other people around us. Some of you brought other people, visitors, with you today. The water is beginning to spread. The water is beginning to flow to places that need to take it in. And pretty soon those people will invite other people and the water is beginning to branch out. And more and more and more people come to the water and take in the water and they're refreshed and they're strengthened and they're taking in the nutrients that will cause them to grow and produce fruit. This world needs the water of life. And in a sense, we are are the conductors. We are the aqueducts that take the water 
to certain places. Maybe you've seen in areas where they're farming and, and there's not much water, and so they dig these irrigation ditches, and they take it from where the water is, from the source of the water, and they'll take it way far away to open fields where there's no water. But that water is irrigated. It's directed to a certain place where it's needed. You are those irrigation ditches. You are to take the water that gives life to those who need it. I had something totally different planned for this morning. Not related in any way. As we see the violence begin to unfold, and friends, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And evil will have its day. Evil will begin, it, it already has. Evil will begin to grow. And there will be lawlessness. And we saw some of that this week. Lawlessness. Nobody abides by the law. Our nation, our world, it's not just our nation, is in trouble. And people need to know the answer, friends. Maybe you are at your workplace and your job, and when you're in church, you're real strong. It's easy to be strong when everybody else around you believes the same thing. But when you go to work or you go to your family or wherever the case may be and there's opposition, it's not so easy. It's not so easy. I remember being at work and I would, and I did this purposefully, I put my Bible up on the vending machine. So when I would go in to eat my lunch, I would sit there and read my Bible you know, and just for a little bit there, and <laughs> it, uh, some people took that offensively. They didn't even like it being around, you know, and they, they teased me. They razzed me horribly for it, but that's cool. That's part of it, right? But others, others stuck around when everybody else left, and they began to ask questions. You know what? Because they've heard different things about the Bible, the Word of God, and they have questions in their mind, and maybe they've had some kind of teaching that's been off a little bit. Or maybe they've seen a bad example of a Christian, okay? And they want to know, and so they would hang around a little bit, and they would ask questions, and God began to open doors there. God is placing on you the responsibility and the honor. (laughs) The honor of carrying his word. The good news, that's what the gospel means, the good news. The good news of salvation through Jesus Christ to other people. Matthew 28. The great commission. Go into all the world. Make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to what? Obey everything that I have commanded you. Everything that I have commanded you. And he closes that with this promise. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I will never leave you. Though your parents may leave you, I will never leave you. 
Though your wife or husband may leave you, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. Friends, we have the honor and the privilege. We have the answer. The world needs Jesus. And so when you go to your workplace or your school or your family or whatever the case may be, you are, the Bible talks about a light that shines. And, you know, if we, if we have a light in our living room, we don't take something and cover up that light, though. Even though it's on, it, it can't be shining anywhere. It doesn't give any light to anything. We don't do that. That light is Jesus Christ in our lives. And when we go places, that light needs to shine. We don't hide it under something to cover it up. No way. We put it up on something, on a stand or on a table that's going to give light to the whole room. And wherever we go, that light of Jesus Christ goes with us. We are, in a sense, ambassadors, the Bible calls us. Ambassadors of Christ. We represent Him wherever we go. To our families, to our loved ones, to our workplaces, to our schools, and so on and so forth. To our customers. We represent Christ to all of them. We don't cover up that light. Don't do that. Don't be someone else when you're at work. Okay? Don't be quiet about it. You don't have to shove it down people's throats either. That's not going to help anything. Okay? But you preach the truth of God with tons and tons of love and lots of mercy because we've been shown a lot of mercy. When we remember that we've been shown lots of mercy, we're a little bit more lenient on other people because they might think differently. Don't laugh at them. Don't judge them. Just preach what you know to be true. God will open those doors. Be a friend to somebody. You want to witness to somebody? Become their friend. Establish some sort of relationship with them. I can't tell you. Uh, sometimes I get, feel like you guys get tired of hearing these things, but when I was working at Pepsi, I, was, I would see hundreds of customers throughout the week. And from the morning till I was done, 12 hours a day, God would just open doors that I never thought would be open. Okay? People that believed way different than I believed, but we became friends. That's okay. It's all right to be friends with people that don't know Jesus. All right? That doesn't mean you become like them. Right? But if you can establish a friendship, a relationship with somebody, they're going to hear what you have to say. It's like you've earned the right to speak into their lives. And so all day long, I just remember getting them down on my knees in the back of my truck and just praying, God, open the doors for me to serve you today. Give me the opportunity to share your love with other people. And man, when you pray that prayer, be careful because he will do it. I, I just remember coming home and my wife, I would just unload on her all of the different conversations I would have throughout the day. 
atheists, lesbians, Christians, whatever, you know, and I was just amazed at what God was doing. Now, I'm not there to see the fruit of those things, but I'm trusting and I'm believing that God is changing those people's lives because the word of God was imparted. The seeds of the word of God were planted in their lives. And you don't have to plant the seed and harvest it all in the same conversation, right? You just plant those little seeds here and there and you let God water them. You just keep showing love. You just keep showing love. You lead the people to where the well is. Do you understand? You don't, you're not pointing the people to yourself. You're pointing the people to the answer, to the well, because that's where the healing begins. Amen? That's where the healing begins. You will see more violence. You will see more lawlessness. You will see more hatred. You will see riots news coverage the works you will hear wars and rumors of wars the bible says all these things must come they're going to happen okay and it would turn your stomach to rot okay that's the way i feel when i see these things when i see police officers getting killed it turns my stomach i know several police officers personally maybe you do it turns my stomach when I see the shape of our country, when it has traded the truth of God for a lie that looks like truth or a lie that looks like freedom. You see, we can have all the freedom that we want, but what is the freedom for? To, com- to please ourselves and to build up our own kingdom. No, no. Jesus came that we could be freed from sin. Jesus came not to condemn the world. He didn't come to say, you stand before me and bow. Though he is the king, he came to serve. He came to give us life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, which is the next verse, but to save the world through him. God loves you and you and you and me so much that he sent his only son as a sacrifice to die for us that we could be set free from our sin. The world needs to know that truth. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to give you an opportunity today. It's a great opportunity to just come. You saw people down here at the altar and come and lay down the burden of carrying your life. Does that make any sense at all? It's as if you've been in the driver's seat of your life. 
And you've been keeping God in the back seat. God, you're going to go where I go. Ah, dangerous. Dangerous. Let's let God, let's let God sit in the driver's seat of our lives. Let him lead us to a place of blessing and truth and righteousness and true freedom. The Bible says in John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth will what? Set you free. Set you free. What is the truth? Pilate asked that question. What is truth? What is truth? The truth is Jesus Christ the Lord. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father. These are not my words, friends. This is the Word of God. You can look these things up yourself, read it yourself. I hope you do. As we sing this song, will you come and give your heart, give your life to the Lord. Let Him guide you. That's what He wants. He wants to take you to a place of blessing. He doesn't want to harm you. He doesn't want to stop on you when you make mistakes. He wants to come alongside you. (laughs) You screwed up there. Let's do better. Let's do better. I've provided a way for you. Just come with me. Come follow me. When Jesus was calling the disciples, he said, come follow me. That's what he asks. Come follow me. I know you're not perfect. And you know what Jesus called tax collectors, which were hated people, sinners, prostitutes. And the Bible even says that these people are getting into the kingdom before the religious leaders. Why? Because they heard the truth and they believed it. They believed it. Do you believe today? Do you believe the truth of Jesus Christ? Come to the altar. Come to the feet, as it were, of the Lord. Lay down your life and let him take up the driver's seat in your life.